Hello everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club. This is episode 53 for February 2015. Hi everyone and welcome to the Phileas Club. My name is Patrick Beja and this is the show where we get people from different parts of the world to tell us how they've seen the news from the past week, uh, the past month even. I think last month we had a pretty cool episode and it led me to a new description of the show. Um, the way I now like to describe it, it might change, is uh, I think this is a show uh, not for... Uh, necessarily convincing people or disagreeing people, but just uh, uh, disagreeing with people, but rather it's it's a show to uh, for listening to people. Uh, so I like that uh, conceptual justification for the show. Uh, now, of course, as much as I like it, uh, I think we're going to have trouble following it for this specific episode, and we'll get to that in a, in a second. Um, but before we get to that, I'm going to introduce two of the guests for the show uh, and two returning returning characters i'm talking as if it was a uh, a new uh, video game of a series uh the two returning characters are maria from sweden Woohoo! how's it going maria? i love to be a video game character and it feels like yesterday i mean it must have been two and a half years ago since i was on the show but yeah it, it feels good to be back yeah, it's it's just like riding a bike. Yeah. And uh, I thank you very much for getting on that four people bike today. Um, I'm really glad to have you on, especially since we have a, uh, a question about uh, how the media has been covering the terrorist attacks in, in Copenhagen uh, in Scandinavia, because my wife, who's... Uh, uh, from that part of the world was saw a very stark difference uh, between the way French media covered the terrorist attacks in, in Paris and the way the Scandinavian media covered the ones in Copenhagen. So we'll talk about that. Um, uh, and uh, well, I was going to get into like, how have you been doing and how's it, uh, what's new in your life? But I don't know if we want to get into that. You have more children, but... No, I, I have two children. You make it out <laughs> like I <laughs> sound like I have a little horde here. Yeah, well, that's I, the I'm, way I'm I imagine it. I'm finally getting because, back you know, into the real life when, you know, you can think your own thoughts and start following the news again and and you're not having porridge in your brain anymore. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's basically the way I imagine parenthood to be, um, which is probably because I don't have any children of my own. But um, yeah, that's that's basically the image I have. Hordes of uh, oatmeal throwing children, babies. Yeah. Um, the the second person I'm welcoming to the show again uh, is Letad. And I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how to pronounce your name correctly uh, from Thailand. Is, okay, is, um yeah, the, the the very Thai way to pronounce it would be le tat. So the emphasis on the tat. Okay, le tat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, cool. Yes, I got it. Le tat. And, and uh, the, I'll try to, to pronounce it correctly every time. I can guarantee. Um, yeah, no problem. How, what time is it for you? Now it's 4, uh, 4 p.m. in the afternoon for me and for Maria. What time is it for you? Oh, it's um, a comfortable 10 p.m. 
No oh, problem. that's okay. I was worried yeah. it was going to be like two in the morning or something. <laughs> How have you been going for the past? Yeah, it must have been at least same as Maria, even more. Um, two, yeah, two well, and a half years, three years. Yeah, yeah, no children or anything. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so just, you're uh, just doing my things, doing um, internet business stuff like that. Cool. All right. Excellent. Thank you for being on. Uh, and then, even though, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have the returning characters uh, from different countries, of course, but I have to confess, and this, this in no way diminishes the joy that uh, I, I feel having Marianne and uh, Letat back on the show, but I must confess that I'm even happier. I mean, it, it, touches my soul in a very emotional way uh, to have Turkey back on the show. The return of Turkey. How are you, okay, how can, are you doing? Can, can we have a drum roll right now for my entrance? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, um, the menace of the French guy, Mr. Patrick from Saudi Arabia, Turkey, is back here to ruin his life and destroy it forever. Yeah, that's basically, it's it's joy and dread at the same time. <laughs> um, so it's true that, you know, you've been you've been a, a big part of the show for its uh, for its first its first first run um, for the first four years because you were you were on a lot and you had yes. some of opinions. some of the best times I've ever had. Oh, thank you. Um And but I mean you were you were a little bit busy uh, when we relaunched and we didn't know if you were going to be able to make it at some point but you are and I'm very happy and I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, listeners are very happy to um, to hear you again. How yeah. how have you been in the past two years? Oh good good I'm very good. Uh, just uh, bought our new house just moved in so we've been busy with that for a while. Started a new job and so on so continuing with life. Excellent. Still in beautiful uh, Saudi Arabia. Still in uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, and what's so beautiful? I would have questioned that. <laughs> okay, still in Saudi Arabia then. Yeah. Uh, what time is it for you now? Uh, it's 6 p.m. All right, all right. So from 6 p.m. to 10 uh, p.m., it's a relatively modest uh, section of the earth for this episode. And talking about this episode, let's start, um, let's stop uh, uh, the, the gushing, uh, and let's actually start talking about the news. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about, because it's been a pretty big deal in the first portion of the month uh, here in France, at least, and I'm guessing uh, in Sweden also, um, is the result of the Greek elections where um, there, there, you know, the, the Greek people since the, the crisis a few years ago has been suffering uh, severe uh, restrictions on, uh, well, the, what we call the austerity, so very harsh economic uh, measures to reimburse or to pay back or to stabilize their economy um, and it's kind of there's a growing feeling uh, that the, the the people cannot sustain that uh, uh, course of action for much longer or at least they're they're tired of it and they've elected people who just want to uh, relax those uh, requirements a little bit um, And it didn't go super well in France, at least, or I guess the opinions are very divided. Um, it used to be that people 
in my feeling, were mostly saying, hey, the Greeks are the ones who, you know, got themselves in that situation by overspending money they didn't have and that we actually in, in Europe um, uh, bankrolled them with. Uh, and so maybe they should be a little bit careful and and pay that and you know be careful with their spending. Now I, it's almost like it's divided between those who say, well, it's not going to fix it, and other countries are not following their um, their uh, uh, the, they're not doing what they promised. Um, and why should the Greek do it too? Uh, do it, and you know, if if no one is is following their promises of you know uh, the the amount of debt being reduced and that kind of thing, uh, so it, there are two different kinds of opinions. And I'm curious before we you know let's not even go into the quality of the reporting, but I'm curious to hear if that even moved you know was reported on and how important it was in the media in your guys' country because it's obviously very important for Europe. Not sure it's as important for Thailand, for example. Um, what about the Greek elections, Letad? Um, yeah, it wasn't that covered that much. Usually news about Greeks are when there are protests and uh, violence. So we don't really <laughs> go into economic policies and things like that. Okay, so because for us it was kind of a, an earthquake. It was like, holy crap, the ones who don't want to pay the money back have been elected. Um, so it didn't. It didn't really make. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. The, uh, the news didn't really cover too much in detail, like the difference between the parties and, and like mm. what each party would do. Yeah, mainly it was just speed. Yeah, there are protests against the party that has been elected. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, Turkey. What about Saudi Arabia? Uh, hardly. Just a few mentions. Uh, w it's not our money anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, really that's what we, I figured. Yeah, yeah, we don't really care and worry about it. And plus, we had our own internal uh, changes, so we were more concerned about those. Okay, um, Maria, you live yeah. in Europe. Certainly, <laughs> the, the very <laughs> you live in Europe. You must have something to say. Yes, that, no, I, I mean do. the 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 Swedes are 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 like the protestant ethics of like not spending more than you have right they're they're yeah, very careful we do about believe things, in so. paying our taxes <laughs> and uh, i think that's I, I must say that the that the the left-wing party had majority uh was of course something that we see cautiously with positively even because we you have to remember that we weren't so affected by the economic crisis from the EU countries, we were probably one of the countries that was least affected by this. So economically for the EU region, I don't think the everyday man or woman are caring that much whether Greek is paying back or not, because we're really? kind of but fine. But it, it impacts we're, our... We're kind of fine up here anyway. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, what I have heard debates about it's 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 the the Greek tax system that they don't pay their taxes they have to pay their taxes what are they doing and then I heard our taxes uh, by the way the what uh, sorry Turkey what what are taxes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it's it's what you what happens when you don't have oil. That's uh, all know, right. The oh, concept yeah. that arises. Oh, that that thing. You know, okay, when yeah. you have, want to to have a good health care and and schools for everyone and equal rights for everyone, you have to have a strong state that can pay for all of this, and then oh, you need to pay so you tax. Oh, so you mean communism? Right, I get it. Now. No, that's not <laughs> communism. Come on, uh, socialism. But but I must ask you guys because I've heard. Is, if this is a fact or not, we should have a Greek guy on here, but um, that to pay the taxes in Greece, you have to yourself walk into the tax office and pay your tax. It's not deducted from your pay. Like in Sweden, we never see the tax money. My pay arrives at my account and then the tax has already been deducted from that amount. Well, uh, actually... And um, if they have to t actively go in and say, hello, I would like to give away certain percentage of my money, then I understand that a lot of people choose not to do that. It's like oh, asking you know, a criminal, to, if you commit a crime, <laughs> could you please go into the police station and, <laughs> and report yourself? Well, the, the funny thing, uh, in France, it's the same system. You don't get your taxes, uh, your income tax yeah. uh, is not taken from your pay. Uh, it's only you have to then declare the money you have earned. But of course, you know, there are systems where uh, the companies notify the state of how much money you've earned. So it's they kind of know already. It's difficult to avoid. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's not taken from your pay from the get-go. And that's been a hot topic for a while. Uh, Letat, you wanted to say something? Oh, no, just to chime in that um, it's, we, 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 for us, it's deducted. From our really? pay for personal, yeah. Huh. So yeah, we're, we, um, we're the only ones. Um, yeah, we for us we file uh, tax returns. Actually, it's it's um, it's something that's been debated for a long time. Um, should we switch to a system where taxes are taken from the 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 pay? And I think one of the issues uh, with that switch is that for one year, since you know. We pay in 2015, for example, I'm going to pay taxes on the money I earned in 2014. So if we one day switch, then let's say in 2015, we would switch to uh, taxes deducted from your pay, then I would have to pay the taxes for 2015 immediately from my pay and pay the taxes from 2014 as well. So... And it's also very complicated on the I don't administration see why, side. I don't understand why you have to do that switch, to be honest. I mean, we also pay uh, taxes based on what we earned the year before. Oh, really? So yeah. your, your money is taken from your pay from uh, uh, the estimation of what you will earn based what on what declared. you earned the, the year before? Well, we have a percentage that is deducted from our pay no matter what. Um, and uh, no, uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, it's the previous year, taxation year that is uh, Taken into sending account, the rate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, okay, maybe that would work. We do have a system where we agree to, to pay our taxes in uh, 10 steps, uh, monthly uh, increments or 10 monthly uh, withdrawals. Um, but it's not everyone does it. And then you, you have to take into account multiple... Uh, uh, multiple sources if you have some and but yeah i think it it would be worth switching somehow because the fact that you have you get your money in your bank account and then you have to go see the state and say 
here have the money i already i already got uh is yeah very and then you feel like you're losing your money yeah but i never had that money so for me it's like whatever i get yeah. my pay that i always get and mm. and also i get schools and hospitals yay <laughs> well we do get those as well to be fair <laughs> <laughs> i know you pay a lot of tax yeah yeah we do um, it's interesting right, though so, um yeah i mean yeah yeah culturally i think um an honor system wouldn't really work in Thailand or around here in Asian um, cultures. Really? You mean people wouldn't yeah. go and pay their taxes? Yeah, for example, I mean, it's just like anecdotally, um, people like if they go to when Thais or like um, Asi or Asians around here go to like maybe Western country like the USA where you can return products, um, people would take advantage of that system. And same thing like, um, for example, some Chinese restaurants, they serve... Um, dim sum and if for example if it's in taiwan the mother chain if their dim sum is not perfect in any way um you can add, if you say there's five you can return it and ask for five new ones and when they open in thailand um they did not continue this policy because they knew people would like eat four and then poke one and then ask for <laughs> new ones they would do that Yeah, yeah. I mean, people would just take advantage of like loopholes, and we people see it as kind of like it's like yeah, it's a loophole in the system for people to do that. Mm. Well, I guess wearing a dress and returning it the the next day, uh, speaking from obviously personal experience, uh, I would I would imagine that happens from time to time. I was I making a joke about myself wearing dresses human. here. No. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. It just wasn't funny. Picture it, so <laughs> just let it go. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I guess that I can understand. But returning the dim sum after you've eaten four seems a little bit <laughs> extreme. But uh, yeah. no, that's a, you know, so maybe I, it's a, it's I, a necessity in Thailand that uh, the government withdraws your uh, income tax from your pay. It's just something that yeah, we we don't ever see that happening like an honor system like that. Interesting. And to come back to the topic, it seems to be a big necessity in Greece because. They're not doing it, and that's for the only solution. They have to pay their taxes. Yeah, that's and I think EU should be a bit give them a ch fair chance to build their economy. I But do. that's the that's the issue. Um, they don't, you know, they they don't. Well, But they do have to take, pay tax in return. I mean, yeah, of course, that's and that's what. What the the issue that made uh, uh, that was the plan in the beginning was we'll give you a little bit of leeway, but you have to pay it back. And the mm. issue is, from my understanding, is uh, having you know the economy hammered with a lot of austerity makes it difficult for the economy to uh, to restart. Um, and that's why they're getting really sick of all of it. I I have to say the. Hmm. The the opinion, yeah, in France is really divided. Apparently, in in Sweden, people are a little bit more on the German side of things. Like, well, you have to pay your taxes, and that's the way it is. I yeah. I can't speak for the whole Swedish population, but of course you can. That's Maria. the voice. Come on, that's what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to something a little bit um, less funny, although the misery of the Greek people isn't funny anyway. Um, the terrorist attacks in Scandinavia, in, in Copenhagen, that happened a week or 10 days ago. Um, I wanted to get your, your take on it, Maria, on the way the, um, 
the the media has been reporting on it. Uh, but before we do that, I just wanna I just wanna go very quickly to Letat and and Turkey just to ask in a few words um, without redoing as I was saying uh, before the show started without redoing. Uh, January's episode with Mahmoud, who explained in great detail how those actions were being viewed um, in in his country. Uh, just very quickly, what's the general take on the terrorist attacks in Paris and Copenhagen, uh, in Thailand and Saudi Arabia? Um, maybe Letad first. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So you, uh, you're talking about a Scandinavian one? Well, you know, the Scandinavian specifically, but more in general, if you have something to say about the, well, not you, but, you know, if you uh, can mm -hmm. go over how it went for Paris uh, as well. Yeah, um, the one in Copenhagen was not covered as much, actually. It was covered as more of like another um, terrorism story. But um, in Charlie Hebdo, there was uh, more news and more coverage about um, kind of what Charlie Hebdo was, um, the underlying intricacies of like uh media expression and um just basically um the islamic aspect of it because um there, there there there's two underlying currents in the uh feeling of thailand right now so we are we are just an update i forgot to say this but we are actually still living under martial law we're being um governed by the military so uh there, there there's issues with free speech but there's also um issues kind of like um, a little bit of anti-Islamic feeling because uh, of Islamic terrorism in the South. And although that a large part of that's more due to ignorance about like um, the difference between um, Muslims and um, um, Islamic terrorism. How, how much of the, the Thai population is Muslim? Do you know? Um, hmm, actually, a small percentage, but uh, in the southern part of Thailand, it's mostly Muslim. Okay. So it's clearly, um, there's a clear region of uh, Muslims and Buddhists. Okay. Uh, Turkey, what you, what, you know, whatever, however much you want to uh, go <laughs> over the topic, you don't have to, to spend uh, too much time if you don't want to. But uh, Well, it, uh, it's, it's kind of divided here. Uh, the majority, of course, do condemn the attacks in general. Uh, very few minorities support it. Uh, I think where the real difference comes is in the majority that do condemn these attacks and uh, it was a big deal in the news is basically those who say, what did they expect? Mm -hmm. And this is something that would have happened no matter what. This is what happens when they attack, attack Islam or the Prophet while they still condemn it. And then you have those who, of course, uh, condemn it no matter what and whether what did they expect does not come up. So that's where I think the major division is. The majority do condemn such attacks, and they have, but some would just say they should have expected this. This, this was going to happen. They need to behave. So mm. that's, that's so basically the division. A, a, similar, uh, a similar landscape to what uh, Mahmoud wa was describing uh, um, in Dubai in <coughs> last uh, last episode. Yeah, um, basically the same, yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, and to get back to Maria, um, of course, you know, uh, everything is, is fair game. But one thing I wanted to get your impress impressions on um, more specifically is the way the, the 
media has been uh, approaching uh, the ethics of discussing the attacks. I think uh, one element that was very striking in um, in the way the French media covered those events was, although it didn't have the over-exaggeration of what we could imagine from a, a U.S. Uh, media 24-hour news cycle, it did have a lot of, you know, plastering the, the faces of the um, of the attackers and saying their names all the time and, you know, uh, having going into as much, maybe not as much detail as they can, but... Yeah, kind of. A, and, and the situation is a little bit different because for us, it went on for a few days. So they were, you know, uh, people, the, the attackers were being searched for and people needed to know what they looked like. But in general, it felt a little bit more shameless, like a little bit more sensationalistic uh, for France. And my, yeah. my wife, again, was I, saying I, that I, I totally in Scandinavia, it. it was much more ethical. Yeah. But, um, but it's, you also have to bear in mind that this happened like, like a continuation of the Charlie Hebdo attack. Uh, a lot of things have, or a lot of feelings have already been expressed. A lot of things have already been said. You have come to a state where you, uh, or mind where you're more reflective about what's going on. Um, and the debate in Sweden has mostly been regarding. Uh, what can we do to not uh, radicalize young people that live in our country? Uh, what is freedom of speech? Is the freedom of speech total for everyone? Um, and also, it, they did point out very clearly that this guy, they focused on that he was like a young guy that was in a criminal gang. Uh, he wasn't particularly religious at all. The attacker in Copenhagen, he was more of a, he was a thug, basically, uh, ang angry young guy who been seduced by internet propaganda and did these attacks. So uh, they didn't see it as a t an attack from the Muslim world. It was a terrorist attack and it was serious, but you quickly moved on to discuss further implications of this. What uh, for example, uh, there has been a lot of debate on, you know, how much resources should go to the government, uh, how much resources should the government put in to, to fight terrorism? Uh, should we have armed guards outside um, uh, Islamic buildings, schools? Um, you know, that's it's it's very interesting what you're what, going what I'm, through uh, here. I'm, with, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Islamish when I was saying we're Muslim, going to say yeah. Jewish. Must, uh, no, Jewish. Oh, Jewish. Okay, Jewish. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, mm. uh, we have armed guards outside the Jewish schools in Stockholm now. Mm. Um, yeah, same after here. These attacks. Same in France. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's, yeah. It's, it's very interesting what you're going over with the uh, what can we do aspect, because that's something that, uh, again, my wife uh, points out very frequently. It's how results-oriented people uh, people seem to be in the north of Europe. It's like, all right, you know, we have issues, we have uh, difference of opinions, we have difference of philosophies, but like, let's look at what we can do, what will be effective, and not get hung up on uh, philosophical differences for the principle of, of philosoph philosophical differences. Um, 
And that yeah, seems to be also, the case in this uh, instance. I think the well. reason for, for the media reporting in this way is that you are very afraid up here that we're going to have an even bigger anti-Muslim uh, movement because we have huge problems with the... Um, that our, th our third biggest party is an openly anti-Muslim party in Sweden. We have a lot of new racism, new Nazism in Sweden right now. And the cultural, uh, the, the, the establishment, the, the media and the journalists, the intellectuals, they all see down upon this because it's usually, you know, uh, less educated, younger, unemployed men mm. who are agreeing with this movements uh so yeah. you're very afraid to to put fire uh, to put uh, to pour oil on the on the fire yeah, yeah 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 it's 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 interesting because again in in france i would say that we haven't really um settled down completely of course the the emotions are less raw than they were a month ago but it's still a lot of infighting and our you know the third party in france is also um is the front national which is gaining a lot of uh, representation i wouldn't say it's as extreme as some of the parties that we we can see in in other countries uh, similar uh, you know uh, far right wing parties but uh, it's certainly not a, a cute and cuddly party it's a, it's an extremely far right uh, uh, policy that they have and there's a lot of racism of course that goes along with it but for us i don't think ev the everyone's concerned about lots of things and the way we're you know, we're not even resolving it, but the way it's going now is that everyone's yelling at everyone. It's kind of discouraging, honestly. It's almost like Turkey and me in, in a discussion. It, it, <laughs> it can't come to anything good. Um, well, uh, I like to, to mention another aspect that has been debated in Sweden a lot, and that mm -hmm. is um, one of the prime targets on the Copenhagen attack uh, was the Swedish artist Lars Wieks, um, who has done, you know, uh, a picture of the prophet, uh, which is a tiny little pencil doodle that you hardly can make out what it is. But he did this years ago as a provocation, and he has been attacked three times since then. And. Uh, <laughs> The, the debate has been, does, does he have any moral obligations? You know, was, um, was it right of him to provoke Muslim people and everybody saying, does he have the right to do that and put other innocent people uh, at risk when he continues to provoke these voices? Um, and obviously other people when you mention that, says, yeah. well, you can't even question that because we have, everyone has the freedom to express themselves in mm. how, you know. It's not, it's not only that. Let's, let's be honest, whether he provokes or not, we are the ones who give him credit when we actually take notice and start making a big deal out of it. If people just ignored that guy when he did that doodle, nobody would have even, the guy would have just gone quiet because he wasn't getting the attention he wanted out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. it's a it's a debate that's also been happening, obviously, in France. And the second uh, issue of Charlie Hebdo came out a couple of days ago, um, and um, it's it, they're trying to get back to normal, but they've been having trouble finding uh, cartoonists that uh, that would work for them. Uh, obviously, people are a little bit afraid, which is sad since that's the aim of terrorism, obviously. But um, it, it was interesting. We saw a, a, one of the newspapers made a compilation of, not a compilation, but a calculation of all the uh, different targets of the Charlie Hebdo um, uh, drawings uh, from the past few years. And it was something like 60% politics, uh, politicians, French politicians, 30%, uh, I can't remember exactly, but like 30% uh, uh, famous people, you know, celebrities and 20% religion and like 1% uh, Islam. They were making a, maybe as much, maybe more fun of other religions as well. So it was interesting to put that in perspective uh, as well. Um, all right. Uh, I... I still think it seems to me from a little bit afar that the Scandinavians are a little bit more focused on trying to, they seem more responsible to me. And I'm not sure why that's, that is different. But when I look at the way things are going in France, it's, again, everyone's yelling at each other and, and no one's actually doing anything. So. Well, let's be honest, Patrick. The attack in uh, Paris is different. It was organized. It was planned. What happened mm. in Copenhagen is just some crazy guy just decided to go out and shoot everybody, just like what happens in the U.S. every single day. <laughs> every single day, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, um, it is certainly different, but the reaction, I think, says something because as maria was saying what were what they seem to be focused on is how to make sure that the kids are not being radicalized in those ways and in france it's it's being talked about for sure but it's not like the focus of the important sp people's discussions um anyway we're not going to mm -hmm. solve it today but uh Interesting to discuss. Uh, last big topic I wanted to cover was the negotiations uh, in Ukraine with Russia and uh, European countries and others, um, which has been making the rounds for a few days. And the results were basically, let's push the problem to farther down the line, uh, although they did find an agreement. But it was certainly a huge part of the reporting on uh, in France for the majority of uh, February. Um, Letad, again, has, these, has <laughs> this gonna be been... They're going to be very impressed by um, Thai news and <laughs> the uh, foreign awareness. <laughs> I, I would say Charlie Hebdo was the biggest story in the past um, few months. So okay. it, it was bigger than um, the Ukraine ceasefire and negotiations. So, yeah. Even in February? Even in February, yeah. We, um, we, we, it, it was not a main topic. A foreign news usually isn't anyways. So, yeah, Charlie Hebdo was more because of the importance of like um, free speech and things like that. You know, I'm really looking forward to getting to what has been making the news in Thailand because it's, we're so <laughs> immersed in, you know, the Atlantic you know, U.S., uh, Europe, and Russia obviously is is a big part of the periphery of Europe, and that 
issue has well, implications for the entirety of Europe. So it, for us, it's like it's for me, it's almost unimaginable that this would be a big deal because Russia is one of the you know uh, mm -hmm. most important powers in the world in the in its ability at least to destabilize uh, things in general. So yeah, we're usually concerned with um, the U.S. and China. For Thailand, ah. Europe is actually um, kind of um, third in terms of uh, international news. <laughs> right, that that's fair. We like to think that we're more important than we actually are. So, um, no, it's because of our alliance. There's actually some tension. Um, the U.S. and China have been um, kind of like stealing Thailand's uh, allegiance over the many many years. Really? Mm, yeah. Mm. All right, we'll get back to that. Um, yeah, Turkey. Russia, you also don't care? I mean, you're selling more Seriously, oil. Seriously, dude, dude, what's the deal with you and European news? Do you have any international news for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's been making the international news. That's what's been making the international news for us. Europe yeah. is not the international news. Isn't it? No. no, but I mean, that's when we talk no. about international news, yeah. that's what's been mentioned uh, for no, us. No, no, and no, no, no. That, 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 that has been covered here. Uh, okay, all right. All you're only you're scaring me now. I, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm making a bad job. But, but only for one reason, because Russia is involved. And Russia is involved in Syria and in oil. So that makes anything that's Russia-related news here. So... Yeah, that's uh, what I was, you know, yeah. I, I, I opened with oil when I started to read <laughs> to you. So. Yeah, so it's, it's been covered. It's, uh, it's more uh, coverage about Russia than about Ukraine, about how Russia is in acting there and how is it uh, taking over slowly uh, the Ukraine and, uh, and how it's having problems with Europe and the U.S. So uh, definitely it's, it's, it's kind of news. It's not really in the top of the news here, but it's being covered. People are keeping an eye on it. Uh, but as we said here, the news is all about the Middle East. We have Syria, we have Iraq, we have Egypt. We also have Yemen now. So it's, it's, there's a lot of news here. So when you talk about news about Ukraine, it really doesn't come on the top. Mm. All right. Uh, just quick question because I move on to Maria. And then we talk about actual international <laughs> topics. Um, is, are they... So for us, Putin is kind of the bad guy. Not, you know, the horrible tyrant, but he's certainly the guy uh, responsible for the issues that we're seeing there. Uh, is Russia the bad guy if we want to oversimplify things, which maybe we don't, but uh, uh, in the Middle East, is he, you know, is Russia kind of... Yeah, that's oversimplifying it. Uh, there's I guess that's my point. Lot, we, yeah, we oversimplify it a, a, a little bit in, in, in France and maybe in Europe. Yeah. So I'm asking if you're... You know, now, here there is a love-hate relationship with Russia. Uh, there's the love of seeing someone standing up against the U.S. So Putin, for some people, is seen as a hero, a fighter, someone who is bringing back the great Russia to fight against the evils of the U.S. and so on. Then you have Russia's involvement in Syria and uh, supporting the regime there and uh, so on, which makes people hate Russia for that. So you kind of have this balance of love-hate when it comes to Putin. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting take on, uh, on the, yeah, on the, the, the reasons why Putin is good. Obviously, for us being more on the side of, of the US, uh, 
again, we're oversimplifying here. I understand this, <laughs> but uh, we look at Putin as uh, as the bad guy, which I'm not sure he's you know a nice guy. We've heard about the uh, the assassination uh, that took place today of an opposition leader, which, by the way. My, again, I'm talking about my wife I, a lot I, because we discuss these topics uh, every day. But she's adamant that it's probably not Putin who, it's, who's it's, behind it, this. Yeah, but, but uh, here it's not about whether Putin is nice or not. That people look at it as I said, they look at Putin as the person who is reviving the great country of Russia, mm. the ex-Soviet Union. He's bringing a great country to the world that can fight and stand against the U.S. Whether he's a dictator, whether he's killing opposition, whether what whatever he's doing at the end of the day he is standing up against a country like the u.s that's how people see him when they see him as a hero then you have those who would see him as an enemy when he starts supporting a regime in syria and then you have all of these problems of war and so on so it's 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 a complicated here I, I honestly i get confused when i sit with friends and family and people and we start talk politics <laughs> and russia comes up and i just sit there and stare at them and wonder okay i'm trying to figure out exactly is he a good guy or a bad guy <laughs> marie you you were going to say something yeah, well it, it, in sweden this is top news obviously uh, mm. sweden is sitting on on the threshold, on the doorstep between, you know, well, this I, tiny country. I, my wife would argue middle, Finland. Between, <laughs> well, uh, Finland is the USA. one that's sitting on the on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Threshold. But we, we share that feeling with the yeah. Finnish people that, oh my God, we might end up in the middle of the fire here and we're a little bit scared. And I must say that the, the media picture of Putin in, in, in Sweden is uh, Putin's hashtag, not Putin, <laughs> is that he is crazy, you know, mm. that he is unreliable, he doesn't abide by by democratic rules anymore, and uh, we're a bit scared of him. And today, when I, obviously the biggest story of today was the murder of Boris Nemtsov, um, I even read a headline saying the the future, the hope for future Russia is dead because he was kind of the sound voice, according to this person writing the article, uh, in the opposition to, to Putin. So we are a bit scared. And, and we also have noticed uh, increased activities in our waters around our country. There's a lot of reportings about uh, sightings of submarines and... Um, aircrafts that are in our territory that are supposedly Russians, which take us back to the 80s when when that fear was really big in our country and we were hunting submarines every day in the media. Most of them turned out to be otters or, you know, <laughs> fish. Uh, what do you call it? Lots of fish together. You know, it's. I think... It's it's there is one thing that is striking is that and again my wife keeps saying this the west doesn't understand Putin or Russia and that's the scariest thing we don't understand what his end game is what his motivations are and that leaves us to run our imagination wild Yeah uh, exactly because yeah. he is unpredictable Yeah yeah exactly 
So yeah, that's why he's he's uh, definitely big news for us, and he's you know the Ukraine is the center of attention, not because it's in Europe or it's the Ukraine itself, but because of the implications of what it might mean for the the rest of the countries. And I can tell you that Finland is looking at this very very seriously because they are actually at the doorstep of russia and they have a very tumultuous relationship or history with russia and uh and the thing is they know how to deal with the russians uh and we don't and yeah. that's something that again comes back regularly in my conversations with my wife which is she looks at everyone's reactions and analysis and saying what we should do or what we shouldn't and and she's like but you just don't understand what this means or what, why he's doing this. For example, with the assassination of today, there is no, in her opinion, there's no point for Putin to be at the source of this. If there was someone he wanted to get assassinated, it would be someone that was a lot more dangerous politically. Um, so it's probably someone that, you know, was upset or fucked up or something in his, you know, in 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 the administration or some kind of military uh, uh, person, but probably not him. And basically, it's he's trying to. That's, yeah. that's interesting because here it's reported on like, yeah, and he's just one amongst many that has been killed by hmm. Putin's regime. I mean, yeah, they, well, they he's don't certainly say there not are the proofs, only one for sure. But. but they say that it it when you read the newspaper, you get the feeling that this probably is some that is putting is behind this. Yeah. Well, that's the feeling we get as well here. It's yeah. just that it's it's it comes back to the feeling that we just don't understand what he wants. Yeah. And that leads me to believe that maybe we just don't understand him and Russia as <laughs> as my lovely wife theorizes, but yeah. um, All right, let's let's move on to other parts of the world which are not Europe uh, or the US and uh, ask uh, in the case of uh, Thailand for example, what has actually been making the news? What's important for you guys, Latat? What's important for us? Um, well, as for, for February, there were recently bombs detonated at our biggest uh, department store. It's called Sayan Paragon. And okay. um, it was important because uh, there were no, uh, no one has been caught and um, no official reason has been given. And it came, uh, it was detonated not long after it was announced that uh, former Prime Minister Ying Lakshinawat is going to be impeached. So she's being impeached beside not holding a political office and um, for the charges are related to corruption based on one of the populist uh, policies during her reign, which is related to subsidies given to rice. But at the same time, um, other people would accuse it, uh, the military themselves of doing the bombing because uh, in order to be able to hold martial law. So we are still ha we still have martial law in Thailand right now. So, so before before you go on, just so I understand the context, I, my knowledge of you know Thailand is sure. abysmal, <laughs> and I apologize for this. How long has martial law been uh, uh, in in effect? Right. So um, we the the current coup d'état has been in effect since May of 2014, and we have been in martial law ever since. Okay. 
Yeah, and it's been in place. Um, they and since the military is in power, they 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 just still uh, use that as their tool. Okay. So since the bombing did not um, kill or injure anyone, I think it may have injured two. Um, both sides have used that as an accusation because um, it was not like a quote unquote violent bombing. Mm. And so yeah, okay. So the that's weird that it wouldn't get claimed and. Exactly. Is there an end end date in view for the the end of the of martial law? Um, no. Uh, the the prime minister, which is also um, the leader of the coup d'état, uh, refused to give a deadline. Um, the originally he said um, the next election would there would be for um, in quotes like soon and would not receive a date. Um, the latest he said it's been uh, February of two thousand sixteen. Wow. So uh, people would expect the the martial law to be in effect until there is actually an election. Okay. And so but then what's the point of the bombing to prolong the martial law if the 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 date is more or less expected anyway? That's weird. Hmm. It's it's just people will still continue to protest like why should there be a martial law? But then the ah. military, military yeah, the military will still do what they uh, want to do. So, um, yeah, their censorship is pretty prevalent. Um, if you criticize the army publicly, then um, they would take you in for a re-education. And do you know what that entails? They disappear for a bit and they, uh, people do come out safely, but um, it's basically just um, probably kind of like a camp. It doesn't seem to be um, violent, but um, people that come out do tend to keep quiet. Hmm. Is there any you know the fact that someone would appear on an international podcast and talking about these things uh, <laughs> yeah, so i'm I, guessing i think i'm only uh, talking about uh, what pe what's in the news that people know okay so yeah um well let me tell you this is not something that has been making the news for us <laughs> and it makes me a little bit ashamed i have to say oh, no um, uh, it's it what's funny is that um it's it's not like something i mean the bombing obviously not, oh the bombing right yeah no i mean yeah. the situation in thailand obviously has been discussed not just okay. not okay. recently yeah 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 it's, it's a small bombing so mm. and it's not okay. violent um, just to take it just a little bit wider, um, since the, the main topics I discussed and I called international um, were very Europe-centric, unfortunately, um, do you have another, you know, in general, what's been at the top of people's uh, uh, discussions uh, aside from those bombings that were more, you know, Asian-wide? Uh, well, actually, um, for international news, we usually um, keep tabs on, if it's not um, China and, and the U.S., it's usually um, ISIS, because um, we, mm. we're approaching the ASEAN community um, uh, next year, and 40% is uh, of us, of ASEANs, we are Muslim, and we're just thinking about how do we prevent um, the teachings of ISIS from becoming prevalent in the region. And Malaysia is actually the current um, share of Amasian um, right now. So they are kind of in charge. But um, usually the news that happened would be like um, in terms of what ISIS has been doing. Because we do actually have hundreds of um, ASEAN people um, mm. in the ISIS army. You mean when you say uh, ASEAN, you mean the uh, Asian? Oh, yeah, sorry. ASEAN? Yeah. ASEAN? Asian countries. Right, yeah, right. A-S-E-A-N, the, the association, yeah. 
uh, Association of Southeast Asian Nations, actually. Exactly, the new yeah. EU. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the EU of Asia. So exactly. you, you see, it's always related to the EU, actually. <laughs> um, all right, Turkey, same treatment, local and maybe a little bit more uh, region related. Well, uh, most of the news here, of course, at the beginning of the month was about the change in the in the kings as the late King Abdullah died, and we got a new King Salman in power, and the changes in power, and everything that followed up. That uh, did make the news for us. So, <laughs> see, we're not completely horrible. Keep only going. because we have oil. Otherwise, you wouldn't <laughs> well, even of course, think about obviously, it. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Uh, other than that, the, the top news is, of course, all the events happening in the region. You have uh, Yemen, where the Houthis are uh, at war and they have made a coup against the elected government. You have uh, Syria, the fighting between the regime and the Freedom Army and ISIS and their war in Iraq and Syria. You have Egypt and their fight with the uh, diplomatic and media fight with Turkey, their uh, local fight within the Ikhwan movement and the military government or so elected military government and so on. So uh, it's news everywhere. Uh, football, Qatar hosting the World Cup. Is it going to be? <laughs> is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Europe says, no, it's too hot. And you know, Qatar says, it's, it's not it's that It's the weirdest bad. thing ever. Admit it. That's so strange to me. Why? It's, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. The Why whole situation is, so, is so, so strange? Hilarious. Well, they don't have any grass and it's 40 degrees warm and it's in a <laughs> desert. How can you possibly play football? Oh, well, don't worry. Can, I'm sure you can, can make that possible. It's yeah, uh, yeah it's, you're bigger. It's, 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 you should have thought of that in the beginning before giving them. <laughs> you can, I'm sure they can build a, uh, you know, a uh, air-conditioned stadium. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and, and cool they, actually, it down. they actually are building that. That well, would be brilliant for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you know, the energy consumed. <laughs> that's that's the, the Scandinavian talking. <laughs> we, we even in France. Oh yeah, no, I think in France we would be a little bit concerned. But uh, um, you know, I'm I'm struck with a thought um, listening to to both of you guys. It's that our concern uh, in the past couple of months has obviously been a deep, uh, um, you know long discussions about Islam and Muslims and all of that. And we still don't have news or understanding from the countries that are actually the biggest uh, Muslim countries in, in the world and the, you know, the, the regions where you actually have uh, uh, Muslims. We just consider it very much in the context of our uh, societies. And of course, you know, it's fair because that's the way things go and it's the most relevant to us. But you were talking about Yemen a second ago, Turkey. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm burying myself here to, to view of everyone. I didn't even realize that I, I looked it up on, on Google uh, map just now. I didn't have the image, the, the, the geographical image of Yemen being just on the uh, border of Saudi Arabia. 
it's yeah, it's yeah, unforgivable it's, for someone who you know for 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 someone who wants to understand these issues you have to know these things and Yeah, yeah, and and Yemen is a huge deal for Saudi Arabia right now, as you said. It's we border them directly, so that affects us. And the Houthis are basically Shiites who are being supported by Iran, so that's even uh, affects us all. Even the U.S. is being affected by that when Iran gets an influence in Yemen to a different border with Saudi Arabia. So it's it's being a big deal. It's 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 so bad right now that uh, the Houthis have taken over. They take in over the capital, Sana'a. Uh, the president had escaped from house arrest, and he went to another city, major city, Aden, where he establishes government there. And all the GCC countries, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Bahrain, Qatar, and Emirates, and Oman, have decided to move all their embassies to Aden to support the uh, government against the Houthis. So it's 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 huge news and it's going like crazy and people are keeping a watch on it here, and and today uh, this week we're going to have two visits, one from the Egyptian president and one from the Turkish president, trying to fix their relationship with Saudi and Saudi trying to fix the relationships between the two governments, and. It's it's just crazy here. You should come to Saudi and see how crazy things are. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we did obviously hear about the situation in Yemen, but uh, uh, yeah, it's not. It's huh. we can't know about everything that's happening everywhere in the world all the time. I'm that's not what I'm saying, but obviously, uh, the nature of Islam, we should at least understand it. You know, under, understand it enough that we know what's happening where more or less in the world when it affects us so much uh, in Europe. And I'm afraid we worry about it when we have an attack and then we don't really care anymore when it's obviously it's not the same thing, but it's just, it feels like there's something amiss here. There's something that's not, you know, working the way it should. Yeah, and well, well, in general, Islam is moving through a phase that uh, a lot of uh, religions have gone through Uh, where there has been a, a downfall and then there's a struggle to come back up and then there's uh, different views of how to interpret it and and it's it's just a phase that every faith has gone through christianity is no exception to that and uh, and trying to live within that society of understanding that you have different faith and you have to accept these different faiths is kind of difficult when you are basically coming from countries that are in war and shambles and they have to blame someone for it and what's an easiest target uh, just blame the west is the easiest way to blame you don't need to blame your neighbor or so on because you're already blaming them and blowing them up <laughs> but let's move on to the west now mm. All right. Um, Maria, anything to add? I, I think we've talked about Europe and, and local stories for Europe for uh, uh, a good long time. Yeah, but if you there's make me feel ashamed now, so <laughs> I, I'm not going to... Well, I was, was going to talk about <laughs> Dominique Strauss-Kahn and his trial and the sordid uh, uh, sexual activities that were taking place in the hotel where he was having his parties and the way they were being described. But I think... That's not I, necessarily... I thought you were French, just love to have fun. What's the problem with you taking a guy to court for having fun? Well, 
<laughs> you know, even us, it was a little bit too much. He was being so cavalier about the way he was describing all of this and, and just smug about everything. Uh, of course, knowing what has happened in New York for him as well. It's just, it was too much. Even for us, I think we were a little bit, not shocked, but like, ooh, okay, that, uh, okay you, you do your thing, now we're done. Um, and he wasn't convicted because over here it's reported on like look at these crazy French and then we <laughs> laughed a bit I think prostitution is a big issue as well because of the I, I, my guess would be there's a, a question of uh, gender equality that comes into it as well am I wrong or well of course everybody yeah. is against prostitution okay. <laughs> well if, you'd be you surprised know. but yeah. If you're civilized is what if you're If you're civilized, say. you are. Okay. Um, I, I have a kind of a local story that I'm not sure if I dare to bring up, but I thought since we have Turkey here... Ooh, I'm intrigued uh, now. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, because a big debate in... Uh, something that has been debated the last few weeks in Sweden is... Uh, in, in our government, it's been debated whether we should or should not uh, export... Uh, weapons or weapon materials to Saudi Arabia because we are currently under an agreement where we are allowed to do that but according to our to our law we can't export weapons to undemocratic countries so therefore there has been a debate whether <laughs> or or countries that are not uh, respecting human rights and the voices here says that well since men and women in Saudi Arabia doesn't have equal rights, it's not. Uh, well, you can't. Yeah, the, yeah. the human rights are not uh, uh, yeah. respected, and yeah. Uh, and I therefore, mean, we, we can't had... export weapons. And, uh, uh, I, I, all I'm gonna say, seriously, we're talking about weapons and human rights. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. We're such bloody hypocrites up here. <laughs> seriously. Where's you know that? Oh, we're impartial. We don't take part in any conflicts, but we do export weapons <laughs> all over the place. Latad, <laughs> you, you were saying first world countries with a, a yeah, the you hand on your countries. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. We had a somewhat similar uh, issue, well, discussion or <laughs> explosion of joy uh, in February as well in France when uh, the, the deal to sell five plus billion worth uh, euros worth of uh, uh, fighter jets to uh, Egypt happened. Um, and it was, it, it's the same kind of hypocrisy. I think, uh, Maria, if you know you happen to have an enormous deal like that that can change things for your uh, country's balance, I think usually those objections tend to disappear, and uh, and the parallel with you know weapons and human rights is a is an interesting one as well. So yeah, yeah, thank you for one. that, Turkey. Turkey, <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded so easy. To yeah, no, no, it's it's only easy because it's true. 
Um, all right. I think we're going to uh, gently start to head out of here. Um, usually we try to have a fun slash kicker slash weird story in the end. And I see in the notes that uh, Leta seems to be having one for this episode. So uh, uh, unless anyone else has others to follow, uh, maybe you can take us out of the show with your <laughs> weird story. That seems fun indeed. <laughs> So um, this, so I, I think I'm gonna pick the, I guess the funnest one. Um, it's related to, I think I, I seem to have like a military theme, but I mean, yeah. So last year, the military, uh, the the government, I should say, released a video about twelve core values that all children could should have, and in one of the in it, there's um, it's basically kind of like a song with like animations of what's going on. And then um, during one of the animations, it shows um, a child that is painting a picture of Hitler with a Nazi <laughs> swastika in the background. <laughs> how how does that happen? The lyrics don't address it, and um, it just passes by. And, <laughs> and there's a, two official stances on it. The official stance from the government says that, oh, it's about um, the girl protesting the kind of like the dictatorship of the mother. But, ah. um, we, yeah, but we, people suspect that um, it was something clever by the people that were assigned to work on it in protests of the government. Oh, you think it was... So uh, I'm guessing it was taken down fairly. Or... It's taken down, but um, yeah. you can find it on international press. Hmm. And you think uh, that one of the one of the theories was that it was uh, the people who were working on that video that inserted it as a protest against the military? Is that what the, you're the, the public opinion seems to believe that? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, can you go over the other one, the the first the one, one that you mentioned? It's you, you like just the first the, one, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Although you know, the Hitler one is is I don't know if I should laugh or or cry about it, but. Yeah. Um, so foreigners in Phuket. So Phuk some context. Phuket is um, a nice island that um, tourists one of the more popular tourist attractions in Thailand. And um, so a lot of foreigners go. <laughs> did did you it, ever right? go there, yeah. Maria? No, I haven't. But but it's a very popular resort yeah. there for Swedish. That's very lovely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. thank, uh, thank you. Russians also love it. Um, <laughs> See, yeah. that's what we could do we could just all go to Phuket and have fun together I noticed that you have too many it's a lot of Russians and Indians in there area. exactly exactly a lot of Russians I, I was going to say when you were talking about Russia I mean our feeling towards Russians is we actually like Russians because there's a lot of Russian tourists you know they're they're buying a lot of things in in uh, in Paris now as well although recently it's the Chinese that have overcome them in numbers but uh yeah, but yeah we like them like too when they Chinese tourists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so recently, as part of the government's, uh, they've been clearing a lot of things that have been kind of like just there in Thailand. Um, one of them is being um, beach beds. So, if you, since you've been to Phuket, you've probably seen the abundance of like a lot of beach beds in, um, on the beach. And where basically you would pay uh, the people controlling the area to be able to just like have a nice nap and sleep in the area, but um, you mean an actual so, bed or or and um kind of like I don't like know, a beach uh, bed, a, a thing with a beach bed, yeah, yeah, with yeah, wood okay, okay. yeah, 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 and yeah, and um, so the military ordered those to be cleared away because um, they did not. It was kind of like public pro property, 
And also, people believe um, it was kind of like controlled by the mafia. Mm. So, and um, so, after it was cleared away, um, a few weeks after it was, a group made all of like foreigners that have protested that they want the beach beds back and that <laughs> they, they, would, they would not come to Thailand again if they were not brought back. <laughs> they're very disappointed. <laughs> you know, disappointed. you have to stand up problem. for what you, you believe in. There are important things happening in the world and when you <laughs> witness one, just stand up and say something. Beach beds are an important part of our uh, vacationing culture and I think they should remain. Excellent. All right. Good okay, one. Uh, this is the bit. How come you haven't discussed this, Patrick? Seriously, this is a very important question. Okay, was I'm, it? I'm what, scared. Was it black and blue, or was it white and gold? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we have to discuss this. <laughs> um, it is black and blue. It okay, is black me, and blue for me. I agree with you. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. Wait a second. Letad, black and blue or white and gold? Um. Um. I was white and gold. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, you, you tie, Maria. Do you know what no we're talking idea about? What or? you're talking okay, about? Okay. I'm lucky, Maria. Oh, I'm so envious. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. So actually, until yesterday, I didn't know either, and it was it appeared in my in my twitter feed and i had to research it um so for those you know one last uh one last instance of public service for our listeners if you've missed it uh, apparently there's the picture of a dress that's been making the rounds on twitter and the internet in general probably came out through reddit as most things do or 4chan um and it's a picture of a dress that different people see in different colors. And it's the same pictures and people have been fighting over what the colors that dress is. Uh, some people see it black and blue and others see it white and gold. And it's sort of, there is an explanation, a scientific explanation of, of some people have like more cones in their eyes or, you know, science stuff that I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, so it's been a, a gigantic fight. And if you Google uh, black and blue robe or something like that, I'm sure it, you're going to find it easily. Um, and blue, oh, it's a dress, sorry, black and blue dress. If you if you can Google that, actually, I'm going to put the link, the wired link in the... I, uh, I, I, I get the You have link it? Up. Yeah, uh, but... I don't understand because it's clearly a white dress with some golden stuff on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you are terribly wrong. Um, but, you know, let's not fight about it. I, I said at the beginning of the show that this is hand, not a show. But on the other hand, I see another picture of the same dress that is clearly black and blue. So I wonder if this is some kind of hoax. No, it's not. It's just it, there are different... Uh, um, different um balances uh of the the you know the white balance is different on yeah. different pictures and it shows how other people see it and mm. try to tries to make you understand how it can look different um <laughs> and it's you know yeah I, this seems to be the one truly international news that's been prevailing in all of our countries <laughs> 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 Oh, that, so so this is the mythical international piece of news that we were looking for. We found it. Thank you, Turkey, for bringing us it, back it, to the it light. It was covered on CNN. I think it was covered on Fox, on BBC. <laughs> Seriously, everybody covered it. 
<laughs> well, yeah, McDonald's uh, here, not um, Sweden. But... Fries. Sorry, Lita? with a blue background. Yeah, McDonald's um, posted a photo of their fries on a blue background and asked what pe- color people thought saw it as. I know PlayStation and <laughs> and uh, Xbox also did that. Everyone's been using it for uh, for uh, uh, promotion purposes. That's that's pretty good. And Maria, I'm fairly sure it was talked about in 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 Sweden as well. Uh, although maybe not. You know, maybe the I'm sure serious... it was over the Twitter feeds, etc. But Probably. I'm not sure it didn't make the the national news. Yeah, I'm sure it didn't. We are it. having the the world championship of cross-country skiing right now so everything else is ah. that's it's the not, only thing that is reported on it's not real skiing skiing is when you go down the mountain <laughs> you're not walking with skis on your feet come over here and we'll have a match of cross-country skiing and uh, well i'll show yeah, you I, a thing or two I, I think what we should wait for is for Qatar to actually host it uh, in a few years, and then we can all meet there. Hey, don't, don't, don't make fun of Qatar. They might actually do it. Sure. All right. I think that's going to be it for us uh, for this show. Uh, before we move on, can I uh, ask you guys where people can find more of you on the Internet? If there is, you know, uh, uh, you have an activity online. Um, let's start with Letad. Yeah, I'm best found probably on Twitter and Instagram, L-E-R-T-A-D. Cool. Okay. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, L-E-R-T-A-D. Maria, do you still uh, have some semblance of activity between the aggressions of your uh, children? Hey, (laughs) I'm more (laughs) than just a mom. (laughs) Are you? I think all parents are just parents. But that's but, because, yeah, yeah you, you called me out. I'm not being, <laughs> the most activity I show on the internet is that I'm posting pictures of my children on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Proving but me I, right. You can find me if you want to, you know, tell me that you disagree with me or something on this show. You can uh, write to me on Google Plus where I am Maria Moore. Maria Moore. Excellent. Uh, Moore, it's two O's or one yes. O? Oh. That would O-O-R-E. be That would be like a, 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 a I don't know a singer or something Maria Moore. It yeah, never mind. Okay. Um <laughs> Turkey, what about you? Uh well, you can find me on Twitter if you like. It's Turkey Alvalla T U R K I A L B A L L A. Wow, can you do that again? Turkey Alvalla T U R K I A L B A L L A. Excellent. Double L, double A. That's the important part. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Turkey. Thank you, Letad. Thank you, Maria. Um, for me, it's not Patrick on Twitter. And you can find the show on Frenchspin.com. You can also support the show on Patreon. You will find the look. Uh, the links pretty much uh, pretty much everywhere on the site, on the uh uh, metadata of, of the file. Um, so you can find the link that which is I'll give it to you now patreon.com slash the Phileas club uh, and you can join the hordes of uh, supporters and uh, patriots as i like to call them in french uh, who support the show so thank you very much for listening we'll be back in a month with a new show and until then giant hugs in uh, artificial snow in qatar for some reason bye <laughs> bye bye, <laughs> bye everyone